0: The name of Jesus is your total victory and is your total success. Philippians chapter 2, reading from verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Have the mind of Christ. Let that mind of Christ rule and reign and dominate you. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also highly, highly exalted him, and gave him the name, The name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, must bow, of those in heaven, those in earth, and those under the earth. And every town should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God our Father. The name of Jesus is total victory because Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. In Revelation 19, verse 16, the Bible says he had a name on his thigh: the King of kings and the Lord of lords. What does it mean that he is Lord? It means that he has power to execute dominion in all realms, in heaven, in earth, under the earth, in this time and in the time to come. All of that power, all of that dominion, all of that authority is in the name of Jesus because Jesus Christ is Lord. And that name belongs to us. So we're studying this out today. What's in that name? Why is that name so powerful? Why why is that name um, the embodiment of victory and success? Psalms 9 verse 10 says, They that know God's name will put their trust in him. They that know his name will put their trust in him. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 20, this is um, before Jesus' birth when the angel appeared to Joseph. Verse 20, and while he thought about these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in in a dream saying, Joseph... Son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, is born of God. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. He will save them from this separation and the consequences of it. And their transgressions. He will save them from it all. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying. Behold the virgin shall be with child. And bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which is translated God with us. So the name of Jesus is Emmanuel and is God with us. And he is God in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 2 verse 9 says that, that the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ bodily. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in him. All that God is, all that God is, he is in Christ. And Christ is in you. And that is why it says in Colossians 2 verse 10, you are complete in Christ. Christ and the name of Jesus is the very, it, 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 the, the very fullness of God to us and to you and I. Christ in us is the hope of glory. It's the very fullness of God. It is the embodiment of the glory of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some, they trust in in chariots, some trust in horses, some trust in their education, some trust in who they know, in the contacts they have, some trust in their upbringing, some trust in in their, in their, their, their financial resources, some trust in the arm of flesh, some trust in their own goodness and their own righteousness, but we will remember the name of the Lord. We will trust in the name of the Lord. Proverbs 18, verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower; The righteous runs into it and is saved and is lifted up high above all evil. Psalms 91, verse 14 says, Because he has set his love upon me, God speaking, God says, Because you have set your love upon him, therefore he will deliver you and he will set you on high, Why? Because you know his name. All of the promises of divine protection that is in Psalms 91 is yours because you know his name. Being under the shadow of the Almighty, no evil shall befall you. No plague shall come even nigh your dwelling. With long life he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. All of that is yours. Why? Your claim to the promises in Psalms 91 is simply this. You've set your love upon him, and you know his name. We must have a comprehension of the name of Jesus and what is in that name. Because, you see, it is faith in the name that produces the power, the authority, and the results. And if we do not have a knowledge of the name, we cannot have faith of the name. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Psalms 44 verse 5 says, Through you, Lord, we will push down our enemies. Through your name, we will tread down our enemies that rise up against us. No matter what they are, who they are, whether they be devils, demons, sickness, disease, conflict, or whatever. Or whether they be Goliath. Through the name of the Lord, we will tread down our enemies. When, When David came up against Goliath, David said to Goliath, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that was intimidating and terrorizing the children of Israel? And David says, I come to you in the name of the Lord. Yes, he meant he was coming in the authority of that name, in the power of that name. But to be in the name of the Lord is to be clothed with God is to be clothed with Christ. The Bible says that we are to be clothed with Christ, put on the whole armor of God. That is being in the name of the Lord. That is where you and I are to function from. That is the place from which you and I are to declare and to decree the word of the Lord. That is the place from which we we speak with boldness and with confidence, having a knowledge of the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2 again. And verse 11 and 10 says, it says, um, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God our Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12, it says this man Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, Forever, he sat down. That's because it was finished. He sat down at the right hand of the Father. And by the way, we are seated in him. He sat down at the right hand of the Father, expecting his enemies to be made his footstool. Jesus, after that one sacrifice that put an end to sin, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8. And after, by that sacrifice, he made you and I acceptable to the Father. Colossians 1 and verse 22 says that in his sight, in God's sight, we are holy. We are without blame and without reproach because of the sacrifice of Christ and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and because of this body that by the offering of his body, he has sanctified and set us apart forever. By that one offering, he has perfected perfected us forever. Hebrews 10 and verse 14. And he sat down after the sacrifice at the right hand of the Father. Why? Because he also give to the church all of his victory when he give the church his name. The name of Jesus, he give that name to us, fully expecting that as we execute the power and the authority of that name, we will make his enemies his footstool. We will make every knee bow. We will make the enemy bow. We will enforce the victory that he has accomplished on the cross by simply functioning in the authority of that name. So he was expecting, expecting his enemies to be made his footstool because of what he had finished. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10, it says, did this mystery about Christ in us, the hope of glory, it was for this purpose, to the intent that now in this day and in our time might be made known unto the principalities and powers And the rulers of the darkness of this world that we would be able to declare and proclaim unto them the manifold wisdom of God. And we are able to do that according to his eternal purpose, which he had purposed in Christ Jesus, so that we might have boldness and access with confidence onto those same principalities and powers and make them bow. That's the power. That's the authority of the name of Jesus. And that's also the responsibility that you and I have as the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the fullness of him that filleth it all in all. Now, you know, as I meditate on these things, this is my prayer today. Psalms 119 verse 18 says, I I, I pray that the Lord would open, behold, open my eyes that I might behold the wondrous things in thy law and in thy word. Well, I pray today that the Lord would so open your eyes and open my eyes and open our eyes. Give us such a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know what are the wonders, what are the majesty, what are the excellence, what is the authority, what is the glory that is in the name of Jesus that belongs to us. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. So, How awesome is the name of Jesus? How magnificent is the name of Jesus? How spectacular is the name of Jesus? Ephesians chapter 1. Let's just look at a few verses here. Reading from verse 17. Paul prays that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would not only know what God has done, what Jesus has done. You would not only know um, what God has, but you might also have a spirit of revelation whereby God would reveal and unveil to you what belongs to you. You would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him and that the eyes of your understanding be opened, being enlightened, that you might know what is the hope of his calling what it is that he has called you to, what is his dream, what is his vision, what it is he has for you, what it is he wants you to walk in, and that you would know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, that you might know what are these awesome, tremendous treasures that he has placed in these earthen vessels, but that you would know just, just what he has invested and placed on the inside of you and on the inside of me that we would get that revelation, that we would get that eye-opening experience, and that we might know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards you, towards me, towards us. That is according to the working of that mighty power, which he demonstrated when he raised Jesus from the dead and set him at his own right hand. In heavenly places where far, far above all principalities, powers, might, dominion, and far above every name, every name that is named, not only in this age and in this time, but also in that which is to come. That name of Jesus is a name that is above all names. That is in a positional place far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. Not only now, but even in the time to come for all eternity. And God placed all things under his feet. And we the church are the body of Christ. They're underneath our feet. And give him, Christ, who is in his name. Give Christ to be head over all to the church which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The fullness of him that ought to penetrate every aspect of society and every, every aspect of, of government, every aspect of the human race and creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How awesome is that name? Again, back to Philippians 2, reading from verse 9. Wherefore God had highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess he is Lord, he is supreme, he has authority, he has power to exercise dominion in every realm. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God our Father. How awesome is that name? All that Christ himself is. All that Christ is, he is, is, is in his name. Christ and his name are one. Matthew chapter 18 verse 18 to 20. Jesus said, speaking to the church. He says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loosen on earth shall be loosened in heaven. And he says, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, if two or three of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Why? Because where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. When two or three are gathered together, now listen to this, in my name, there I am. In the midst of them. In my name there I am. Where are you Jesus? In my name. In my name. Where are you Christ? In my name. Christ and his name are one. Jesus doesn't say I don't have to come and go with you. You've got my name. Hallelujah. So that nature Christ himself. All that Christ is. Is in his name. No wonder Christ in you the hope of glory. Means that if you have the name. And you function in that name. The glory of God. Opens up. Amen. Now, on top of that, you and I are named after him. You see, this unity that we've come into with Christ, the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We've got one spirit. We've got one nature. But we also have the same name, um, Ephesians chapter 3 reading from verse 14 and 15 Paul says I bow my knee to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ after whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named the name of Jesus belong to us. Husband and wife get married and, and, and quite often it's been that the wife will take the husband's last name because there is that oneness. Well, this is a oneness and this is even greater. We have the name of Christ. That is why we are called Christians, Christians. We belong to him. We are called saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have his name, and we have the authority of his name. We have the right to use that name. Just the same way we would our own name. But we do that with revelation. We do that with wisdom. We do that with the favor of God. We do that in accordance to the power and authority that is in that name. Hallelujah. Mark, Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, Jesus says, That in my name you will cast out devils. In my name, you will speak with all the tongues. In my name, you will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. They shall recover. Why? Because of the power and the authority of that name that is supreme, that has, that, that has dominion in every realm. Glory to God. Let me turn, let's turn to Acts chapter 3 and look at this story here. Hallelujah. This is in Acts chapter 3. John, John and um, Peter were coming to the gate of, of, of Beautiful as they were entering into the temple. And there was a man that was lame from his mother's womb that was placed at the gate at the beginning of every day, at early in the day. And then it says in verse 3, because um, he was placed there to ask alms of those that were entering into the temple. Now, Acts chapter 3, verse 3. And, and Peter... Who who's seeing Peter? The man, when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for, for them alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us, look at us. And so he gave them attention, expecting, that's a good word, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But, I do have, but what I do have. Let me say that again. What I do have, what you do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. What did he have? Peter and John had this. They had the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And so to say to him, to the man, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them. Walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew it was he who sat. Begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the the people. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why, so, why look so in, in, in intently at us as though by our own power or, or godliness we had made this man walk? This The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob, the God of covenant, the great I am, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. And then verse 16, and his name through faith In that name of Jesus has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him, this man, this perfect sonness in the presence of you all. Faith in that name. Hallelujah. That name has all, and that is why you got to mix faith with it. The Bible says the gospel preached didn't profit them because it was not mixed with faith. We got to have faith. We got to believe the word of God. We got to believe the gospel. You got to believe Christ is in you. You got to believe the power and authority that is in that name. And then the more you know about that name, grace and peace is multiplied through knowledge. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. So let's continue to examine this name of Jesus. Examine what is this magnificent gift that God has given unto us. The name of Jesus himself. The very person of Christ that we have in his name. What's in the name of Jesus? I'll give you maybe four or five things. Let me see how many. What's in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. I'll give you six things. Number one. Jesus himself is in his name. Just like he said in Matthew 18, verse 20. In my name, there I am in the midst of them. In my name, there I am. Jesus himself is in his name. That means all that Jesus Christ is, is in his name. All that Christ is. All that Jesus has is in his name. In fact, the word of God says in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, He that spared not his own son, how shall he not with him also freely give us what? All things. Hallelujah. And the Bible says again, 2 Peter 1 and verse 3, God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How? By giving us Christ. When God, when you get a hold of Christ, everything that is in him, the fullness of the Godhead, the blessings, all, everything that belongs to him, the kingdom, all of it becomes yours. That's the reason why, again, in Romans 8 verse 17, it says that we are heirs of God and we are a joint heir with Christ. John chapter 13, Jesus Jesus says, when the Holy Ghost has come, he takes what's mine and he will reveal it unto you. He will unveil it unto you. He will bring you into the experiential reality of what is mine because it's also yours. All that the Father has, Jesus says, belong to me. And all that belong to me, belong to you. That's why I say unto you that when he has come, he will take what's mine and he will reveal it unto you. John chapter 16, verse 13, 14, 15 in that area. So, in the name of Jesus is Christ himself. All that he is, all that he has, and all that he is and all that he has belongs to you. Hallelujah. Hence, 1 John four seventeen says, As Jesus is, as he is right now, so are you in this world. And that's an all-inclusive verse. All that Jesus is. Does Jesus have divine health? That's yours. Is Jesus blessed with every spiritual blessing? So you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is Christ wisdom? Well, he's made wisdom unto you. Is he sanctification? He's made sanctification unto you. Is he redemption? He, and we can go on and on and on. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Hallelujah. All that Christ is, he is in his name. Now what else is in the name of Jesus? What all is in this name of Jesus? Well, the nature, the very nature of God is in the name of Jesus. John chapter 20. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Reading from verse 26. But verse 31 is where I want to get to. But let's pick it up in verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. And Thomas with them, Jesus came. The doors were shut, and he just and he stood in the midst of them and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and, and, and look at my hands and, and and reach your hand here and put it into my side and don't be unbelieving but believe. Don't be unbelieving, but believe. Don't be unbelieving, but believe. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, my Lord and my God. Oh, the supreme one. The one that has all power to exercise dominion in every realm. The one that rules over all. My Lord and my God. The creator of all things that uphold all things by the word of his power. My Lord and my God. And then Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those Blessed are those empowered to prosper, have good success, are those who have not seen and yet believe. We believe unto the saving of our souls. We have not seen him, but yet we believe and we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of our faith, even the salvation of our souls. So that even if the manifestation is not yet there, yet we can rejoice with a joy unspeakable. And our souls and our minds and our emotions can come so totally in line. The end of our faith, the salvation of our souls, we must believe. The God of all hope fills you with all joy and peace in believing that you that you might abound in hope to the power of the Holy Ghost hallelujah Romans 15 verse 13 do not be unbelieving but believe so Jesus said to Thomas because you have seen me you have believed blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book but these are written That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. I think the King James says, the old King James says, that you might have life through his name. There is life through the name of Jesus. There is the life of God through the name of Jesus. The life of God through the name of Jesus. Well, the life of God is the nature of God through the name of Jesus. Let me let me flip over here and read a scripture in 1 John chapter 5 and um, verse 13. Glory to God. Verse 13. These things I have written to you, to you who believe, to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have... Eternal life. That's the life of God. That's the nature of God. That you might, you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you would know, have an intimate knowledge and revelation of the fact that you've got this eternal life, that you have the nature of God because you have believed in his name. John 1 verse 12 says, As many as receive him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, that they were not born by the will of men, but by the will of God. Hallelujah. The name, through the name of Jesus, you have the very nature of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, and that you might continue to believe on that name. Hallelujah. So in the name of Jesus, you have the very nature of God, the very nature of Christ. You see, Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. The same life that is in the vine is in the branch. The same sap that is in the vine is in the branch. The same DNA. We've got God's DNA. We are born of the seed of the word of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. We are born from above. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 9, that the seed of God remains in him and it is impossible for him to sin. Why? As it Because he has that nature in him. Your flesh, your soul, the, you might sin there, but not in your spirit that is sealed by the Holy Ghost because your spirit has the nature of God Almighty. Hallelujah. But now here is something about that nature. It says, and going back again to Ephesians chapter one, from about verse verse 18, that we might know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised Christ with with that nature, when he raised him, you know what, I'm going to go read this and slow down a bit. All right. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Oh, being enlightened. Being open up that you might know what is the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, demonstrated in Christ when he raised Christ from the dead? You see, when he raised Christ from the dead, that was Christ that was raised up from the dead, and the nature of God that was in him was also raised up from the dead, and made him, Christ and that nature, to sit at his right hand in the heavenly places. And that nature is far above all principalities, powers, might, dominion, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, whatever it is. Covid nineteen. That nature is above it all. Christ is uh, and His nature are one. So it goes on to say, and He gave Jesus Christ to be head. Over all, no, but first of all, he put all things underneath his feet, all things underneath that nature, and give him Christ and that nature to be head over all things to the church, the church which is his body, the fullness of him. The church, you and I, are his body, the fullness of him. His body, the fullness of him. The body of Christ has the very fullness of God. The body of Christ has the very nature of God. And you and I, the church, are seated in Christ at the Father's right hand. And that nature is far above all principalities, powers, might, and dominion. What's in the name? The nature of God is in that name. At the name of Jesus, at that nature, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth. Isaiah 45, verse 23, God says, "Um, I have sworn, and the word of God has gone out of my mouth in righteousness, that unto me, that's nature, unto me, every knee shall bow in heaven and in earth. Every knee shall bow unto me. God says, I swore that. That means every knee is going to bow to that nature. Can you imagine if you and I as believers become proficient and efficient in functioning in that nature? That's what Paul was talking about in Colossians 1:28, When he says that every man would be presented perfect in Christ. What does that mean? That every believer will, will, will come to this place of maturity where he functions effectively in Christ. In that nature. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus says, my words are spirit and they are life. The life of God is in the word. The life of God is in the name. The life of God and the nature of God is in you because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, when you speak and you declare the word of God, you are releasing God. You are releasing that nature into that environment. That is why we can take authority over the environment by, the, by boldly declaring the word of God, and especially when it is a divine utterance that the Spirit of God gives to you. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bow everything will confess everything will bow to that nature Colossians chapter 1 reading from verse 6 for by him that nature all things were created that are in heaven that are on earth visible invisible whether they be thrones, dominions principalities and powers all things were created through that nature and for that nature through him and for him and in him he is before all things and in him that nature All things consist and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in all things he may have the preeminence because you see it pleased the father that in him that in that nature all the fullness should dwell hallelujah and by him by him by that nature to reconcile all things to himself By him, whether there be things in the earth, whether there be things in heaven, whether there be things visible, invisible, having made peace through the blood of his cross. What is that saying? It is saying that nature is so awesome, so supreme, and the name of that nature is one that everything is reconciled in the nature of Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 12 verse 14 every division every wall is destroyed it's brought down everything is restored in that nature and that's what we have in our spirit and when we declare the name of jesus we are releasing that nature we are speaking from that nature we are speaking from that position that nature is also a position. It is the place of ascension. It is the place at the Father's right hand. It is the place in Christ. It is the place in the holiest of holies, in the very presence of God, where you and I live. Hallelujah. That nature is also a position. The name of Jesus is also a position. And I've said this before. It is the position that changes your condition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10 verse 12 again says that this man, this man, Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down because it was finished. He sat down at the right hand of the father. That is the position of the name of Jesus. That is the position of authority. That is the position of the nature of God that is inside of you that we are to function in by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What else is in the name of Jesus? What all is in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. I say the new and living way. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's just peek over there for a moment. In fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hebrews chapter 10. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 10. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Hebrews chapter 10, reading from verse 19, it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. By a new and a living way, by a new and living way it's new and it is a place where you are to live not just visit which he consecrated and says this is now the way live here function from here I've made open this way for you and for you and I for for, for believers for my children for my brethren I have made this way open through the veil of my flesh that was torn my body that was offered up to sanctify you and by my blood. So here is where you are in this new and living way in the very presence of God. So what else is in the name? The name is the very new and living way. Look at this verse of scripture in um, Isaiah 52 and verse 6. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah fifty. 6 verse, no, 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 Isaiah 52 verse 6, all right, amplified, therefore my people shall know what my name is, and what it means, therefore they shall know in that day, in that day that I am, he who speaks, behold I am, in that day they're going to know my name. They're going to know my name. They're going to know that I am, that I am, that I am. They're going to know that's the covenant I'm going to make with them. Jesus says, Father, I have revealed your name unto them, that the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them. This is the day, the day we are in. John chapter 16, reading from verse 23, glory to God. Hallelujah. And in that day, that day, the day we're in, you shall ask me nothing. But most assuredly I say unto you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. He will do for you what he will do for me. If God will do it for Jesus, he will do it for you because he's doing it because of Jesus. He's doing it and you are clothed with Christ. You are in the name. You are wrapped up with him. He is your righteousness. He is your nature. He is your justification. Whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give it you. Believe on that name. Don't be unbelieving. Until now you've asked nothing in my name, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. These things I've spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming, which now is, when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the father. In that, na- in that day, in that day, that's now, you're going to ask in my name and I don't say to you that I'm, I shall pray the Father for you because the Father himself loves you. And you've got a right to go to the Father in my name and do your own praying in my name because you have loved me and you have believed that I came forward from the Father. What am I saying? The name of Jesus, this is, a new, this is the new and living way that we are to live in. The name of Jesus, all that God is, The great I am that is ours in covenant. The name of Jesus is a covenant. The covenant is hooked up with that name. The name of Jesus is also a place of prayer. It is also the place of prayer and intercession. Glory to God. It is a place from which we function in our priesthood. under the high priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ at the Father's right hand. Hallelujah. What else is in that name? Righteousness is in that name. Your righteousness, your righteousness, the righteousness of God is your righteousness. The Bible says in first it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 how that Christ is made unto us righteousness, wisdom, sanctification, and redemption. He is our righteousness, which means what Christ made unto you righteousness. It means Christ, that name is made unto you, this oneness that you have with God in Christ. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Divine health. That oneness, that oneness, that oneness. What does that include? That oneness includes health. Divine health. Because he's your redemption. Your spirit is life because of righteousness. Your spirit has life because of righteousness. Romans chapter 8, verse 10. That's divine health. That oneness, that righteousness, it's authority. In the name of Jesus, you shall cast out devils. Luke 10 verse 19, Behold, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Matthew 16 verse 19, Behold, I give to you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. John chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. The works that I do, he that believe it on me, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these, because I go unto the Father, and whatsoever you shall demand as your right, that is due you, you, I will do it. Glory to God. What am I saying? The name of Jesus has authority. It's part of that righteousness. And the name of Jesus has rights and privileges. Second Corinthians 1 verse 20 says, all the promises of God in Christ is not maybe, but no. They are yes and amen in Christ. All the promises of God are yours. Second Peter 1 verse 9, God has given unto you great and precious promises that by these you might partake of the divine nature. These promises reveal the very nature of God in various forms. And with that promise, you can get a hold of that divine nature. And when that divine nature is made manifest, then 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 we see answers. Then we see my then we get manifestation. Then we get demonstrations of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse verse 17, it speaks about the fact that, um, that we have justification through the name and the Spirit of God. We are justified. Which means just as if sin has never been. That's part of righteousness. That means no more consciousness of sin, no more sense of guilt, condemnation, inferiority, insecurity, shame, because God says, I will remember them no more. And Jesus has wiped them away. They are removed as far as the east is from the west, so that the worshipers, as they come towards God and as they stand in His glorious presence, You are able to do so without any consciousness of sin. Hebrews 10 verse 1 and 2. Amen. So that is all what comes with the name of Jesus. Your righteousness and all that that entails. Furthermore, there is power in the name of Jesus. Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse, verse 19 that you know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. That is even a type of that power that was demonstrated when he was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the might of God. This is the unlimited power of God. And that is the power that is in the name of Jesus that dwells on the inside of us. First Corinthians 1, verse 24 says speaks about Christ, the wisdom of God and the power of God. The name of Jesus has power and authority, has power. And authority hallelujah now let me say one let me go another step here the name of Jesus this is number six this is the last one the name of Jesus answers and silences every wisdom from any realm that is a contradiction to the word of God and the mind of Christ what do I mean by that in James chapter 3 verse 15 it speaks from about a wisdom that is earthly the wisdom that is from beneath. And it describes it as earthly, sensual, and devilish. What is that earthly wisdom? That earthly wisdom is the wisdom of the world. But the Bible says in, in Romans chap- Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14, the word of God says that, that through the apostles I will not boast and glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the sacrifice of Christ. That's his shed blood. That has crucified me to the world, and the world is crucified to me, which means it has no voice, it has no authority. I might be in, you might be in the world, but you're not of the world. And in the world, 1 John 2:15 and 16, is, is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which is not of the, which is not of the Father, but is of the world. Following after those lusts, Following after that selfishness. But then, but then what happened? The, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, there is that aspect of crucifixion that puts an end to the voice of the world, the wisdom of the world, and all of its lust therein. That's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then, of course, then there's, uh, th- that's the earthly. But then there is the devilish. Earthly, sensual, and devilish. That's the wisdom of darkness. That, that that many times people need deliverance from. Where people we get bound up with various things blinded and everything else the god of this world there's the wisdom of the of, of darkness but then the boy the god tells us in ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10 that we the church are able to to, to speak for the manifold wisdom of god unto those principalities and powers we are able to take authority over them whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven behold i've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you that's the name of jesus Executing authority over the wisdom of darkness, First Corinthians chapter two, reading from verse verse seven. it says, "We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, for your glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory." They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, the name of Jesus has the power to silence the wisdom of darkness. But it also has the power to silence the wisdom of men. It goes on to say in First Corinthians chapter 2, I has not seen, nor has ever heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. You see, when you're walking by what it looks like, by what it feels like, and by the senses, that's the wisdom of men. Intellect, reasoning, logic. But you see, we have received the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given of God so that we can function in the mind of Christ and from the wisdom of God and the word of God and the truth that is already settled in heaven, we can silence the wisdom of men. And as a result, not allow, and as a result, bring down every stronghold, bring down every imagination, bring down every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. So that we do not have to walk after the world. So that we do not have to be in that place where the, where the pressures of this life will come up and choke the word, Where the lust of other things will come up and choke the word, But we can be that good soil that would bring forth 30, 60, and even a hundredfold. Hallelujah. And then of course, in the name of Jesus, there is, there is the wisdom of God. James 3 verse 17 calls it the wisdom that is from above. It is the very mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ through the name of Jesus. First Corinthians 1, verse 30, Christ is made unto us wisdom. First Corinthians 2, verse 16, you have the mind of Christ. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 10, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So what are we saying here? What's all in the name of Jesus? Jesus himself is in his name. The nature of Christ is in his name. The name is the very essence of the new and the living way, that place where we are now to live and function from, the place of prayer. The name of Jesus is the very righteousness of God to us. It brings all of that oneness and, 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 and rights and justification and, and, and divine health and wholeness. The name of Jesus is the power of God to us. And in the name of Jesus, answers and silences Every wisdom that is contrary to the Word of God and to the mind of Christ. Hallelujah! So, just as we steer, just as we turn this this ship, or rather this plane, and bring it into landing, let's just let's just let me just make these few other points here. Obviously, this name of Jesus is awesome. It's powerful. It's majestic. It is it is the answer to everything. It is supreme. But we must believe it. And we must function in that name. We must function in that name. Colossians chapter 3 verse verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and in all spiritual understanding. And then it says, And whatever you do, whether it be in word or deed, whatever you do, do all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks unto God and the Father by him. We are to function in that name. In John chapter 20, 31, we read it earlier. There is life through that name. What does that mean? We are to live and have life through the name of Jesus. Live in that name and have the life that flows through that name. Hallelujah. Now let me just flip over here to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 just to illustrate a little bit about the functioning in that name. Just to a small degree. Functioning in that name. This is our reality. Second Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, We have this treasure in ordained vessels. The nature of God. that name of Jesus. In these earthen vessels. Verse 8. We are hard pressed on every side. Yet not crushed. Pressures happen. Perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Struck down but not destroyed. All these forces. All these tests. All these afflictions. All these things coming against us. nevertheless, We are always, verse 10, carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. We are always, no matter what is going on, this is how we function. We remain in that place where we are crucified with Christ, and the life we now live, it is the life of Christ. So we always carry about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus so that the very life and nature of Christ might be made manifest in our body. And we will show forth the glories of him that have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That we will be the very epistles of Christ. The very manifestation of God's nature. For here are we called. We are called to glory and virtue. For, 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 for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. So that our life might also be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So here you have pressures. Here you have situations. Rather than wine and squine and... No, uh, no, 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 no. Recognize that all of these pressures, you are to maintain and function in the name of Jesus because all of these pressures, all that they're going to do is going to cause that life and nature of Christ that is above it all to be made manifest. So then death is working in us, but life in you. We are facing test and trials all the time. These afflictions are coming to all of our brethren. But be steadfast in the faith. Be steadfast in the confidence in what Jesus has finished. Be steadfast in the name of Jesus. Since we've got the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing, this is what we know, that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with him and present us with you. And then here is verse 15. This is the verse. For all things are yours. All things are for your sake. Tests, trials, pressure, persecution. In all of these things we are more than conquerors. Don't view these things as, some, uh, 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 as the devil having an advantage. No. But recognize and declare... I've got this mindset. All of these things are for my sake and all that as I walk through this correctly, what will happen is there is going to be an abundance and an overflow of the grace of God and the nature of God that rules over all to be made manifest and it will cause abundance of thanksgiving to go up to God. Therefore, don't lose heart. Though the outward man perish, the inner man is renewed day by day. And this light affliction is only but for a moment. And it will work in you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. So no matter what you are going through, you are to have this mindset. That I'm going to function in the man of Christ. I'm going to operate like this. This thing here that looks like it's against me, is going to work together for my good. But that's providing. I look not at the things that I seen, providing that I abide in Christ in that name. Now, let me, let me share with you very briefly how you can do that. Glory to God. Just three things, and that's it. Number one, how are you going to function here? Practice. <laughs> Practice. 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 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 says, exercise yourself unto godliness. Exercise yourself unto godliness. Practice. You do it all the time. Number one, how do you do it? You have to have this conscious awareness that you are in the name. You are in him. David said, I come in the name. You are clothed with him. You got to know this. He has, you you got to know that, that, he has, that, 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 um, that this grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of him. So you need to know about that name and practice and exercise and be diligent and develop that consciousness of the name and all that is in it. Number two, Galatians 2.20 must become your experience. You are crucified with Christ. It's no longer you that live, but it is Christ that liveth in you. And the life you now live, you, you live by the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave his life for you so that you can put an end to you and it could be his life taken over on the inside of you. You are crucified with Christ must be your reality. In other words, it's no longer about you. It's about him. It's about the manifestation of his life and his nature. It is about his word being fulfilled. In the process, needs are met. In the process, you get answers. But it is about him. It is about his nature. It is about the manifestation of his glory. Hallelujah. You are crucified with him. You've got to get rid of that self-motivation, that spirit of offense that the devil tried to take advantage of when he tried to bring pressures, tribulation, that will, that will cause us to become offended and turn to some selfish motivation. You, it's not you. It is Christ that lives in you. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14 and 15 says, This is how you are to judge. You are to judge that you have been crucified and everybody else has been crucified together with him. And now that you do live, you live for him that died for you and rose again. Amen. So first, your actions. Your, first, your attitude, your, 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 your consciousness. Second, your, 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 your actions and your attitude. You're crucified with Christ. The life we live is now the life of Christ. It's all about him. Christ is made unto you wisdom. He is made unto you sanctification. You separated unto God. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. God is now to be glorified in your body and your mind. You see, even the receiving of your healing, it is not for you. It is that he might be glorified. Your receiving of your healing is so that his nature of being a healer, Jehovah Rapha, will be made manifest. That promise of your healing is to cause the manifestation of his nature. And of course, when the nature is manifested, glory to God, healing shows up. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13 says, The body is for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Therefore, he is to be glorified in your body. You are bought with a price. Therefore, Romans 6, verse 11, reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. Reckon, make this calculation and determination. I'm crucified. It's not me here. It's him here. Romans 12, verse 1, I present myself, my body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. It's not about you. It's about him. It is for his life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, but you see, to function in that name, you must also function in his nature. That means you've got to walk in love. You don't have no choice. This is not an option. You have to walk in love. The, you, 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 that means you've got to remit people's sins. John chapter, um, was it John chapter 20, verse 23 says, whatever sins you remit, they are remitted. 1 John 3, 23 says, this is his commandment that you should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. In other words, believe in the name and walk in that nature. Hallelujah. They that name the name of Jesus must depart from iniquity. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. The nature and the name of one. Remit people's sins. Colossians 3, verse 13 says, Forbearing one another, forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against another, even as Christ forgive you, so you also are to forgive. This is not an option. Practice. And then finally, so number one, let your consciousness be this name, this nature. Two, act like it. Talk like it. Walk in love. Walk in the nature. Three, speak like it. Practice speaking and do so all the time continually with boldness. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 that Jesus is the high, is the apostle and the high priest of our profession. He watches over the word that comes out of your mouth when it agrees with him and he performs it. You are God's mouthpiece. You are to speak as an oracle of God. You are to speak as the voice of God in the earth. You are to declare and decree what the Lord has already said. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10, verse 6 says, the righteousness which is of faith speaks. And it doesn't say, Jesus, come down or come up. What does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. You've got to determine that I'm going to speak and not only speak, but speak with boldness, speak with confidence because you have a boldness and a confidence through Christ and by the faith of him. Ephesians 3 and verse 12. The righteous are as bold as a lion. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Proverbs 28 verse 1. Hallelujah. You are a king. You are a priest unto God. There is power in the word of a king. Ecclesiastes 8 and verse 4. So begin to talk. Talk like a king. Talk like a lord. Talk like a priest under his high priest. Talk like a lord under the lord of lords. Talk like a king under the king of kings. Declare and decree what the lord has said. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and speak it forth. Declare it because that is how the kingdom of God operates. It's not meat and drink but it is in power and in demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. It is in authority of the name of Jesus. So in conclusion hallelujah no matter what you, let me say this, one other thing. It doesn't matter what you, whatever you're facing, the nature of God is to be made manifest. Whatever you are facing, God has called you to break through. God has called you to have a breakthrough and to let the, uh, because he's called you to glory. He's called you to that nature. And you are to have breakthrough and manifest the nature of God. You are to manifest the kingdom of God. By speaking boldly, speaking and commanding and declaring and releasing the power of God. I cannot say this with enough emphasis. The Bible says the word of God is like a hammer. It will break the rocks and pieces. It will give you your breakthrough. But you got to keep on speaking it. You got to keep on declaring it. You got to speak on commanding it. And you got to do so with boldness. God says concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's conclude this. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, there's no other name on the heaven whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is so awesome, so powerful that there is salvation in that name. There be, you get born again in that name. But that word salvation means wholeness. There is healing. There is deliverance in that name. There is prosperity in that name. There is deliverance from lack in that name. Now I'm going to close with this verse of scripture prayerfully. Psalms 86. And verse 11, it's been our prayer that you would understand and we would know what is, what are the riches of the glory, what's in this name that belongs to you, what victory. Open our eyes that so we might behold the wonders of his name. Psalms 86 verse 11 says, teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Give me an undivided heart. Let the mind of Christ dominate me. Let it rule over me. That I will know that I would fear and reverence your name. And with fear and trembling, draw out that salvation. Manifest that divine nature. Manifest that authority. Teach me your way, O Lord. For when a man ways, please the Lord. He will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. So Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, this is the cry of our heart. That you will so teach us your way. That you will so unite our hearts. That we will so come underneath the government of the spirit of God that can move us from glory to glory. That we would be in this place of such a deep fear and reverence and awe of the majesty of the name of Jesus that belongs to us. And that we would declare it before the enemy. That we would silence the kingdom of darkness. That we would chop off the the, the mockers and the the soothsayers and the, the reasoning and the logic and the unbelief. And that we would abide in this place of the mind of God. This place of the power of God. This place of your divine presence. That we would abide in this place of your nature. And have life through this name. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for the wonderful, matchless name of Jesus. That is given unto us. Because of the finished work of the cross. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We will make Jesus' enemies his footstool.